the, what we're going to be looking at today uh, is the fact that the treasure of Jesus Christ, his light, is able to be in our lives. Lives that are fragile, lives that are pictured in the scriptures as clay jars, ordinary clay jars, and yet that precious treasure is within. And today we're also uh, celebrating and remembering Mothering Sunday, Mother's Day, and uh, we'll be praying later in our time of worship in relation to Mother's Day. First of all, we're going to say some words together from Psalm 71. They're going to be on the screen. And uh, please let us read together the words in yellow. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge, to which I can always go. Give the commands to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. For you have been my hope, Sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendour all day long. I will praise you with the heart for your faithfulness, my God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. So indeed, we're going to sing our praise and our thanks to God as we come together today. We're going to sing a couple of songs. Uh, please uh, stand or remain seated, however uh, you choose. Uh, but we're going to begin by thanking our God. <coughs>
Our Father God, we want to thank and praise you for your goodness and your mercy shown towards each one of us. We thank you that we're able to meet together in this way, here present in this space or online. We pray, Lord, that you would move among us by the presence and power of your Holy Spirit, touching and transforming our lives, our families, our communities. Bless us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats. Now, I need some help. I have six little clay jars hidden around this downstairs space. Six little clay jars. Each has got like a, a little candle in it, wick. I wonder whether there's some children who would like to go on a clay jar candle hunt. Oh, have a look round. There's somewhere. And when you find one, then you can bring it to me and we'll put it on the table. Keep, keep looking. They're all around. That's it. Found one. Well done. Well done. The adults may help you. Or they may, they may distract you too. Well done. Very good. There's some at the back, or the, I can see I can see one at the back at least. And the other got I've got two so far. That's it, brilliant. Very good. Well done. That's three. There's three more. Oh, well done. Very good. Oh, you got two. Well done. So there's one more. You found it. Very good. Well done. Give them a round of applause. Well done. That's it. Take your seats. Take your seats. Now, I'm going to endeavour to light them. So what we have here is ordinary clay pots little clay jars, each one has a candle set within it. These jars could easily be broken, so I'm very thankful to you guys for being careful with them and carry them carefully and not dropping them on the floor because these may well easily break. If they break, then we fix them. But there we've got ordinary jar but with a little light within. During our time together, we're going to be thinking about how we are like those ordinary clay jars. We're fragile. We're in bodies that break, that get worn. And yet, God has put a precious light of Christ within those who give their hearts to him. So as we give our lives to him, he gives his life to us. And so we can be those who, even though ordinary on the outside, we carry something precious on the inside. And that's you, that is. That's you, that is. We'll get worn down. We'll get 
chipped. And yet God's precious life is within the life of the Christian, the one who has given their life to the Lord. If you haven't yet done that, then I urge you today to give your life to him and he will give his life to you. Life, eternal life that wells up, life that shines to others. We're going to pray for our children, our young people. Uh, they're going to go out uh, during the, the singing of our next song. So let's, let's just pray. So we want to thank you for uh, the children and young people among us. We thank you for their precious lives. We thank you that you love each one of them. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you demonstrated your welcome to children as you gathered them in your arms, as you held them close to yourself. I thank you for the precious gift of children and young people in our lives. We pray for them today. We pray for families today. And we ask, Lord, that you may minister your goodness and your grace to them as they spend time together in their, their own time, learning about you, learning about your ways. We pray, may that, that light of the life of Jesus be shining greater and greater within each one. So draw each one, we, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, we sing, uh, and we sing. And uh, they're going to go from us now.
your seats. And we're going to continue in prayer. Mary is going to lead us in our prayers. God's people, so let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, we praise and thank you for your love for us and for your continuing care and provision for us. We thank you for our families, and today we especially thank you for those who have been mothers to us, both for our birth mothers and also for those who have nurtured us in various ways in our lives. We pray for those of our fellowship who are mothers of young and growing children. Give them daily wisdom and strength as they seek to provide for and guide their offspring in these days when there are so many temptations. Help them to be good role models of Christian living and to find ways of ensuring that their children are taught the truth of scripture in sensitive ways. We pray too, Father, for mothers whose children continue to cause them sorrow in later life due to lack of good health or because they're not following the good example of their parents. Encourage them and give them wisdom as they seek to continue to influence them and to maintain good relationships with them. We pray for those who now need the support of their families and others because of frailty or illness and for those who are caring for elderly mothers at this time. Give them the patience and strength that they need at this challenging time. And lastly, we pray for any among us for whom Mother's Day is a difficult day, perhaps because they have lost children, because they have longed to become mothers and never did, or because of any other reason. Be especially close to them today and help them to be able to count the blessings that they have received in other ways. And now, Father, we thank you for the measure of freedom that we have in this country to meet for worship and prayer. And we pray that this will continue. We realise that this is not the case in many parts of the world. And we pray this morning for those who are being persecuted because of their faith in you. We thank you that it is often the case that persecution leads to the growth of the church. But we realise that persecution brings great suffering and hardship. So we pray for all those who are suffering at this time. Those in prison, those who have lost friends and family members, those driven from their homes and those who live constantly in fear of their lives. Comfort them, Lord, and enable them to stand firm in their faith, knowing that you will be with them to strengthen and help them. We particularly lift up before you those suffering in the labour camps in Korea, those driven from their homes by extremists in Nigeria and other West African nations and in Mozambique, and for those imprisoned for their faith in Iran and in other places. And, and we pray that efforts to encourage governments to take a stand against persecution of minorities will succeed. We ask all these things in and through the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Let's continue uh, by singing Grace Unmeasured before we come to our scripture reading and message. Grace Unmeasured.
take your seats and uh, Eileen is going to come and read to us from 2 Corinthians. The reading today is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 7 to 15. It's from the New International Version. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. May God bless to you this message from his holy word. Amen. Thank you, Eileen. We're currently going through a series um, in 2 Corinthians, and we come to this uh, chapter 4, verse 7 onwards. Here the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians about treasures in jars of clay. So what's he talking about? Paul, in fact, refers to this treasure, i.e. treasure that he has already mentioned. So what treasure is he referring to? Well, in the previous verses, Paul writes about the good news about Jesus. Specifically, he writes about the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Paul also says that our preaching is not about ourselves alone. A preacher who gets up and preaches only about himself or herself does their listeners a disservice. A preacher is not here to preach about themselves alone. That's not good news. You don't want to hear about my achievements, my goodness, my love. 
If this is what I preached, I would be shortchanging you all. Rather, as Paul puts it, true gospel preaching, authentic good news preaching, is all about Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. As David Wickersham put it last week, the Apostle Paul simply preached, and we should simply preach, Jesus nailed to a cross. The Apostle Peter preached the cross on the day of Pentecost. He says, This man, Jesus, was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to a cross. Peter and the other apostles later on preached the cross before the Sanhedrin, the, the Jewish ruling council, before they were flogged. And they say, the God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. Peter also preached the cross to the Gentiles at the Roman centurion Cornelius' house. He says, we are witnesses of everything he did, Jesus did, in the, count, in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. And of course the cross of Christ is referred to specifically several times in the epistles, in the, the letters of the New Testament, highlighting its vital importance in the Gospel message. This is the good news, is the treasure that you and I can carry. The treasure given freely by God. In verse 6 we read, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. This is our treasure, kept in our very hearts, the treasure of the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. May each of our hearts be filled with this treasure. And out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. May we share, speak, preach, Purely Christ and him crucified. This is the glory of God displayed for all to see in the person of his son sent to die for you and me. And here we come to the clay jars. You and me. Here Paul refers to us simple, plain Ordinary, fragile human beings. How astonishing that God uses even us, clay vessels, to carry that knowledge of God's
glory displayed in the face of Christ to the world, near and far. In writing, the Apostle Paul writes about light and clay, and so references back to the story of creation. God's first words in the Bible are, let there be light. And Paul says that God's light has shone in our hearts. And at the climax of the creation story, God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. We read how God formed man from the dust of the ground. Human beings are but earthenware pots, yet made in the image of God. However, we know that sin corrupted that image. Adam falls and all humankind with him. Yet now in Christ Jesus, the second Adam, that image of God appears again in all its glory. And little by little, those who have Christ are being transformed inwardly into that image. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, we read, We all who contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We're still clay pots, but there is something glorious within us. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. This is a gift from God. Christ sends his Holy Spirit to live within the believer. One who is like Jesus, who is not originating in us, is not made, up, made out of us, is not made by us. He's given to us the gift of God given freely to all who would freely receive him. All who would turn from their sin and turn towards him. And the Apostle Peter writes of Jesus in 1 Peter chapter 2, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. What a great treasure we have. The light of Christ. Yet Paul next acknowledges that in this world, in this body, even with the light and life of Christ within, all is not easy. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, 
but not destroyed. Paul went through difficulties. We too go through trials and troubles. And Christian brothers and sisters experience great difficulties around the world today. Many are persecuted greatly and gravely for their faith in Christ. They do not enjoy the freedoms that we have to hand. Jesus said, Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. And Paul writes to Timothy this fact. Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. If we are seeking to avoid being persecuted, then we are seeking to avoid obeying Christ. Later in his letter, Paul details his sufferings. I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten by rods. Once I was pelted by stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have laboured and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked Beside everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. In all of this, Paul illustrates how weak and frail this earthen pot is. Afflicted, crushed, perplexed, knocked down. Yet there is treasure even in fragile vessels. And this enables Paul and us to keep going. Keep going. You will have no doubt heard the quote from Winston Churchill. If you are going through hell, keep going. And as Charles Spurgeon preached, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. Keep going. Persevere. Don't give up. You may be perplexed. You may feel struck down. You may be surrounded on every side. 
But if you have Christ, you have treasure within. And that treasure can shine from your life, through your life, even in the midst and even through your present trials and difficulties. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. But he precedes this truth with these words. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Peace and strength in the midst of trial and turmoil. With Jesus in my boat, I can smile at the storm. It is not, of course, through our own strength that we can find and fight our way through. It is through the strength, perseverance and tenacity that God gives us. I wonder if you have an image of the Apostle Paul in your mind. By the time Paul wrote this letter, I suggest that he must not have been a pretty sight. After all those 195 lashes and brutal beatings and savage stonings, he would have been covered with scars for all to see. Did Paul suffer ongoing pain? and restriction of broken and healed bones. We read in Acts chapter 14 that Paul was stoned and dragged outside the city and the people doing so were thinking he was dead. He was treated so horrifically they thought he was a corpse. They looked at his mangled and bloody body and thought he was dead. And given his outward appearance as he comes to the churches, I'm sure Paul wouldn't have won any beauty contests. He describes himself as carrying around in our body the death of Jesus. People could see in Paul's broken body, a symbol of Christ's death. But Paul loves paradoxes. Precisely as the sufferings and death of Christ are manifested in his frail body, there the life of Christ can shine through too. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Jesus says to those who would follow him, pick up your cross and follow me. Die daily and follow me. Die to self. Die to selfishness. 
die to sin. Sometimes we too may get a glimpse of Christ's glory as we see people who experience great trial, great trouble in their lives, and yet they love their Lord and they shine for him. Joy resonates within them, even though they are an ordinary clay vessel. In Psalm 116, the psalmist tells how he suffered and nearly died. He had to endure not only physical illness, but he says also the difficulties inflicted by liars. God restored him, though, and he testifies thankfully in verse 10 that I kept my faith even when I said I am greatly afflicted. Paul kept the faith even when afflicted and he too had borne testimony quoting an, another version of Psalm 116 verse 10 he writes I believed therefore I have spoken let us be those who demonstrate even in the face of suffering trial trouble trauma, grief, pain. May we be those who demonstrate faithfulness to our Lord. Yes, we will be tempted to tear away from him, to tear away from his people, but let us be those who instead stick close Stand firm together, stand alongside one another in what another, one another's going through. Comfort others with the comfort you have been given in your trials. What gives a person courage is the knowledge in verse 14 that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus. This body will crack, will wear out, will perish, but the treasure within continues, and me with it, and us with it. May each one of us as clay jars, wherever we are, we may feel hidden, as these jars were hidden around the room and had to be searched for, God has searched you out. You're only here today, you're only watching today because God's Holy Spirit has searched you out, has worked within your heart and drawn you to be here, drawn you to know him because he loves you, because he has not given up on you. Hear that today. Others may have given up on you. You may have given up on you. God has not given up on you. May we treasure this treasure of Christ within. And as we do so, we will be examples of Christ's death and his life 
to a watching and weary world, so that may the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Amen. Let us pray before we sing our final song. Our God, we come just as we are. We can come no other way. We come, Lord, knowing what we're like and knowing what we have been through and what we may still be in the midst of. And we give it all to you, believing that you care for us. Cast your burdens onto Jesus, because he cares for you. So we give to you everything that troubles us, everything that weighs us down, everything that holds us back, everything that entangles and keeps us at a distance from you. And we turn our faces afresh towards you and we look to you for help in our time of need. We pray this also for those others that we know who are experiencing trial and turmoil, persecution and problems. And we ask, Lord, that you may have mercy and meet with us and minister to each one of us in the way that you know how. And Lord, may you grant us grace and comfort and may we be a comfort to those around us, whoever you place us in front of, whoever you place us besides, may we be your love and your light to that person, to that group of people. So Lord, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we thank you that we are a work in progress, we thank you that you have not given up on any one of us here today. So continue your work within, and continue your work through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We close our time together with our final song. Again, the cross of Christ being the place where we gather being that treasure within that we carry with us, the death and the life of Christ within. I cast my mind to Calvary.
to be prayed for or prayed with. There's opportunity after the service if you'd like to make your way over there to the front. Then someone will be with you and uh, you can share and they can pray with you or pray for you. God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Let us say the words of the grace to one another. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. Amen.